need new shoes. Hello, this is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel, and we're excited for this new podcast series we're doing. We're really privileged today to have someone who I consider to be a friend. He's a joy to be around. If you've ever met him, you know exactly what I mean. If I had to describe him with one word, it would be tenacious. It's Partiv Shah of eLaunchers. Is that your, what the current company is called, is eLaunchers? Yeah, eLaunchers.com. Awesome. So Partiv, I'm really excited to have him on today. If you don't know much about Partiv, you're going to learn quite a bit about him. He is actually one of the smartest people on the planet, and I mean that quite literally as well as figuratively. Um, when it comes to marketing, he's got a mind like nobody else. And so I'm very excited to have you guys learn from him today, and you will learn. So if you don't have a paper and pencil out or you don't have some notes pulled up on your computer or on your, your device, go ahead and get ready to take notes because this is going to be one of the most informative calls you have heard in this month or year because Partiv has some great stuff to share with us. But Partiv, I want you to start off by telling us about your business. What is it that you do? Well, thanks for inviting me at the show, uh, Ryan. Um, my, again, my name is Parthiv Shah. I'm with eLaunchers.com. And eLaunchers is a marketing communications uh, company uh, helping small to mid-sized businesses grow their practices. So I focus on four P's of marketing. Oh, I think my four P's are different. Uh, I call them paper, pixel, plastic, and people. And we have an end-to-end sales lead generation, lead capture, lead conversion, um, lead nurture, a customer ascension, retention, and uh, 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 referral acquisition in one end-to-end streamlined workflow that is basically standardized and systematized. So we come in, unpack our system, and uh, implement it in your life. I do really well with businesses who have larger rivals with deeper pockets. So the focus is in people who are experiencing some physical pain and uh, uh, and uh, I work really well with people who make money by appointment. So dentists, orthodontists, uh, chiropractors, attorneys, financial advisors, uh, insurance agents, anybody who uh, would like to scheduling, schedule an appointment uh, with a prospect so they would make a deal on uh, in person. Now, some people may have picked up that your your native language may not be American English. You actually are from India originally where you were a, a scientist. Is that right? Well, I'm a data scientist. So if you don't know what data scientist is, uh, I smell and chase money, and I use data to do it. Yes, I'm originally from India. And I do have a very thick accent. So those who don't understand what I'm saying, uh, please uh, reach out to my office or Ryan's office and request a transcript of this call, and I'll uh, be happy to get this call transcribed and send you a transcript so you can read along. So what got you started in this business that you're in currently? 
when I first came to America, 1987, 87, 88, um, when we were landing for the first time in America, as uh, our plane was approaching uh, the runway, I mean, from 30,000 feet, uh, you come down to 10,000, 5,000, and you're looking at America. Every second, it looks different. And during the landing, as I'm looking out the window, I only had one thought. I'm going to figure out how these people buy. If I know how Americans buy, I can figure out the rest of the game. I dedicated my life to acquiring enough data and information so I can figure out what makes you reach into your wallet and strike a check for whatever me or my client is buying. So the seed of what I am doing now was born before I came to America. I always wanted to be a marketing consultant. I always wanted to practice software marketing and I always wanted to have an MBA in marketing. These are the three things I wrote down before applying for my visa. I am grateful that all those three dreams came, to, came true. 1994, I got my MBA from Bentley College. I have been in software marketing and technology marketing all my life. And I think I turned out to be a really good marketing consultant. You know, one of the, the interesting people in the news these days is Jack Ma, who started out in China, right? Mm -hmm. Working in a in a little apartment, making I think it was $30 a day or something like that. And now his company just went public in the U.S. and was one of the largest IPOs, I think, yep. for the U.S., right? So these, these stories of focused energy and tenaciousness that, that take people to amazing heights no matter where they start from. And here you are, you come over to the United States and you make yourself a name by really leveraging technology. Um, how do you do that? I mean, how do you, how do you get so much um, leverage in marketing through technology? Because, I mean, that's kind of been one of your passions is using data, but how do you how do you make that happen? If you look at what I have done all my life since 1984 through now, it has been I have always worked for the little guy. So I have always worked for a marketer who is competing against a larger rival with deeper pockets. Then Kennedy talks about outspend your competitor. Uh, Matt Figula says, show up like no one else. How do you do that if you're the little guy? How can a Dollar Shave Club can outmarket Gillette? How can a small $1 million to $2 million dentist effectively outspend or outcompete a large dental practice or a corporate giant like Aspen? The secret sauce is in data. There is a lot written on marketing, war, uh, on, uh, on, uh, marketing warfare 
and a lot of comparisons are drawn between uh, 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 between uh, 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 Coke versus Pepsi and the techniques used in World War. I mean, if you go to Harvard Business Review or Harvard Press, uh, you will find a lot of uh, material written on the subject of uh, marketing uh, and uh, marketing warfare and battle for market share. Here's the reality. If you know where to strike, you don't need a lot of resources to outperform the giant. Most giants are dumb and wealthy. No disrespect. It, is, it takes a while to maneuver them. In their lack of ability to maneuver, a little guy can come in and take away an opportunity or respond to a threat if you know what you're doing. So you need to have developed a vision of data. You need to be able to see a whole bunch of data and know what matters. I mean, what is data to a business? What's fish, what is water to a fish? Yeah, exactly. What is water to a fish? What is air to you and me? A business is submerged in data. You need to know what data is noise and what data is meaningful. A great book was written by Bill Gates, and this book predates Internet fame. It's called Business at the Speed of Thought. In this book, he talks about computerize everything. Build a digital nerve system. Digital nervous system. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know the, I understand the concept. Catalog the buying and not buying behavior of your customers and use the information that you are getting from your business to build a decision support system. This computerized everything concept will help you better prepare to become, to become a more powerful business. You will be better prepared to pursue an opportunity or respond to a threat because your eyes are open. You will actually be looking at information that you should be looking at. That's the key. The disruptive technology is not a new phenomenon. It, it's not a Bill Gates thing. In ancient time, Attila the Hun figured out that he can actually shoot the arrow while the horse is moving. That allows the Huns to surround the enemies because enemies couldn't move and shoot at the same time. Until someone figured out how to deal with that, Attila was invincible. Eventually the world caught up to him and uh, we know the rest of the history. But this disruptive technology, using what you have now in a way that your rivals are not using is the secret sauce. That's how you leverage technology. You know, I think as I, as, as I talk to business owners, one of the things I hear over and over again is that people they intuitively know that data holds a lot of secrets for them, but where they really get lost is they have no clue what data to 
look at because it's something that isn't something you just pick up. I mean, they have some ideas and they'll start to try and hunt around at that, but there's not a whole lot of people doing what which you're talking about in terms of in the small business realm, right, really being able to leverage data to make good choices. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this for a little while, but I'll, I'll admit even I am lost on, on some of these points in terms of where, what data you actually look at. How did you how did you start to get into that? I mean, is that something you learned when you were going to the university, or is this something you've learned through experience? Well, I think it's an attitude thing. I think it's something that uh, the big data has been talked about for quite a few years now, and yeah. if you look at it, uh, so. so no, this trade can be taught. I mean, I I have an internship program where I take between two and four interns a semester, and they stay with me for three to four semesters, and then I help them find work. And this is one of the things we look at. I say, guys, if you know how money moves, you don't have to chase it. Your share of money will find a way to you. So here's what I tell my students. I said, there yeah. are, and, and, and this is classic big data one-on-one, okay? There are three parts of data. There, 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 there are three things about big data. There is velocity. You need to study how fast the data is moving. Volume, how much data is moving at that speed. And variety, what kind of data is moving. You look at the moving data. You look at the stationary data. And, and it, it, it's sort of like driving. And you, you, once you once you do this long enough, you will understand. And then once you understand the concept, you will be like, "Oh, come on! How can I not see that?" But you know, most people don't see most of the things most of the time because they are not looking at it from that perspective. For example, when I can read a I, I can read a brochure and not spot a typo. I can see, I mean, I have done, I have had horrendous things happen in my own marketing because of that. I mean, I had a booth that says done for you marketing, and I had done spelled wrong. So I went to Kinko's and got the damn thing reprinted, put it up, and this version, marketing was spelled wrong. Okay, can't win. But you know what? If you can give me a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet with 14, row, 14 columns and 200 rows. And if there was a mathematical error on row Q, uh, uh, sorry, column Q, row 200, it won't feel right to me. I can tell. So mathematics is a language. And money has personality and attitude. And money and data as siblings, every cent in every transaction, every cent in every transaction is attached to a piece of data. So if you look at money and look for that money's origin story, you will be able to see where money and data meet. If you look for trends in how you make money, you will see trends in your data. Look at your QuickBooks. Look at the transactions. Look at what happened every September for the last six years. 
you will know what you're doing, what you have been doing in every August. There is a clear cause and effect relationship if you know how to look for it. There is nothing technical about it. Most people understand when I say don't waste money. But when I say don't waste data, they draw blank. And I can't write a book on the subject of don't waste data because it saves you money and it, it, it makes you money and saves you time. I actually wrote a book on the subject uh, called Business Kamasutra. Ren, are you familiar with the book uh, uh, called uh, Kamasutra? Yeah. Okay. It's so a book written on the a subject. A pretty spicy of, title then, huh? Yes. Now, Kamasutra is a book written on the subject of how humans meet, date, and mate. It's mostly mating, but it's exactly opposite of war and, uh, war and peace. It's written about how humans mate. I wrote a book called Business Kamasutra, where I am drawing parallels between, uh, between how humans meet, date, and mate, and how Businesses meet, date, and mate their prospects, customers, and JV partners. It's an amazing similarity. You need to know who you are before you know, you know who you are for, right? You need to know who you are for. You need to know how you want to please them. You want to make sure that you're, uh, they are okay. They want to be pleased that way. And then you should be okay with the paycheck that comes with pleasing them that way. How segmentation works in humans mate, meeting, dating, and mating, and businesses seeking for new prospects to do business. The process that eHarmony or Match.com they're probably using the same data intelligence algorithm to figure out how the two people are going to react when they meet. The whole ancient tradition of Arranged marriage probably has something to do with it. The whole, are you meant to be together? Is this relationship really supposed to happen? Or are you trying to make it work because you don't have other options? If you're meant to be with someone, your heart will tell you. I got a software for that. So you do this, you do this for businesses then, huh? You're like, I do that for businesses. businesses. Exactly. So, is, it, is the problem that you see most common with, with businesses is they're not collecting enough data? Is that what you're saying about wasting data? It's a mindset issue. People are so focused on getting a low-hanging okay. fruit. So getting the easy the, transaction, huh? Or one that is of least resistance or one that is the most profitable or one that will put them in the best place. So, it, it, and, 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 and it becomes so pathetic. You want, to, you want to meet, date, and mate a supermodel, and you are a 300-pound slob. I mean, come on. Just pick on someone who is meant to be with you. As soon as you're together, sparks will fly. Sparks will fly. Um, it's, it's so interesting that you, you can do that with data, you know. People might think you can. There's a process to it. 
you want me to give you the you 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 want me to tell you where you can go to find uh, 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 the, the 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 secret formula or not so secret formula just sure. google just google a concept called theory of competitive relativity this concept was developed by dr uh, uh, porter at harvard university mm-hmm. simply speaking if you are uh, uh if you are uh, running from tiger you don't have to outrun the tiger you just have to outrun the other guy you just need to know what matters so here what you're going to do is you're going to do a swot analysis you're going to <clears throat> catalog your strengths catalog your weaknesses look for opportunities that you wish you could go after look for threats that you think you are going to be afraid of and then put it on one paradigm and say hmm which opportunities do i want to go after without hurting myself which opportunities exist where my strengths are going to be relevant and my weaknesses are going to be irrelevant that will put you in front of opportunities where winning is not going to be insignificant and losing is not going to be embarrassing you want to find prospect who are a match made in heaven for you and if you see the data that you are already submerged in the information is right there people get lucky because they stumble on to doing what they should have been done okay so data scientist will I'm take that luck and what you're saying i'm sorry i think i'm starting to understand what you're saying in terms of most often you're saying what we really need to be focusing on in our business and how we need to be approaching our marketing staring us right in the face but we're yes. so busy going for the next transaction that we won't see it mm-hmm. and if we just mm-hmm. took a moment to look at what our all our efforts have produced there's probably a trend in there that would say if you focused in on these few things right here and these few people right here this is going to show you where you're going to be able to be at your very best and do the very best for your customers so that they're going to love every second with you you're going to love every second with them and because of all the value being created there's going to be plenty of money for you guys to enjoy the process as well that's true you know you should do a poll of people who are listening to this uh, podcast and ask them if i'm normal or not i bet you half the people listening to me right now thinks i am i i i i have a really weird vision and i see things a little differently and i don't know i, I don't know too many people like me i mean data scientist and 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 it is a it is an emerging profession i I've, i've been doing this for a long time harvard uh, business review decided to name it um, big data and uh, the emergence of data scientists about a year ago and now last month harvard business review talks about emergence of a uh, of a uh, uh, chief marketing technologist who is a bridge between uh between uh, uh, your IT infrastructure and your marketing and sales team uh, 
really that's something what bill gates talked about before internet was uh, came about that's how you and i live our life anyway ryan so let me put you on spot ryan do you subscribe sure. to harvard business review hbr i don't oh man hbr.org it's a shameless plug it's an absolutely phenomenal publication they they they, they, they there are relevant and time-centric article, and it's not just for large companies, it's for small businesses like us. And it, uh, you can literally take concepts and strategies described in that magazine and apply it to your small business. It, 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 it's a phenomenal publication. I've been an HBR you know, addict for years. Here's my my experience has been that as a small business we can actually use it more than the big businesses can because mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. businesses have a lot of bureaucracy there's a lot of issues going on at least my intimate experience with big companies is that it's much more difficult to move that boat you know they find some information or wisdom in something like the Harvard Business Review. And they say, oh, that's great. Let's implement that. Two years later, they might start to see things moving in the right direction. Um, yep. With a small business, you guys can instantly apply these concepts and principles that big money is, is investing in having researched and studied and come out. But we can do it so much quicker, and that's why small businesses can see such huge results if we apply some of this stuff. It, I think a lot of people go and say, oh, yeah, that's for big business. Let's leave that over on the side. But some of the biggest breakthroughs I've had have come through, you know, researching people who are normally targeted towards large enterprise. Um, yeah, because right. the concepts I mean, are applicable everywhere; they're universal. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you remember what Dan Kennedy talks about miracle years and making it magnetic marketing, I mean, any business can implement what miracle year normally does for its marketing. It, it, once you understand the concept, you're like, of course, yes, this is the right way of doing it. It's all segmentation, approach, consent, date, elevate trust, monetize trust, mate, and transform a one-night stand into a lifelong relationship. That's how humans have met, dated, and mated other humans. That's how businesses meet, date, and mate their prospects. Well, this sounds like a perfect segue into the next question I have for you, which is how how are you using technologies like the ones Fix Your Funnel provide to actually implement strategies like what you've been talking about? Okay. You know, customers are like diamonds. You go to dig for them, then you get them. They come in different sizes. You go to polish them. You go to work on them before you can wear them. Then you can proudly wear them, and uh, they're yours forever until you lose them. I mean, do you do you agree the the analogy between customer and diamond? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now, they're yours forever until you lose them. Have you ever lost a client before, Ryan? Yeah. Sucks, right? Well, yep. businesses lose customers all the time and most customers are lost for stupid reasons it's not because you are no longer competitive you just don't take care of them you don't make them feel special no more they're like 
guy doesn't care about me. If I leave, he wouldn't notice me. So what we have done is for me and my clients, we have what we have built what we call it what we called a long term nurture. Yeah, before I get into that, here's the problem. You know, saying we all know the importance of saying please and thank you. Nobody wants to belittle their customers. Yeah, except a few people I know, but that we, we won't go there. Um, nobody wants to be disrespectful. Nobody wants to be a nobody wants to be a jerk to their customer. The problem is, you just do not have human capacity or an ability to afford adequate resources to tell someone that you love them, tell someone that you appreciate them, wish them. A happy New Year, happy Hanukkah, happy Diwali, happy Eid, or happy birthday, or happy Memorial Day, or happy Thanksgiving. You just don't have an ability to slow down, take a deep breath, and spend five to ten minutes to send someone a box of chocolates because they give you a referral. You just don't have time to send out a send out balloons or, or 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 a box of books to someone who has been a loyal client of you for a year or on 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 their anniversary of doing business with you right thanks to fixture funnel that whole thing is reduced to less than 10 to 25 seconds for such thing Fixture funnel, Infusionsoft, send out card, have built a machine that allows you to go from Outlook. You can click on a tag to put someone on long-term nurture. So basically, you got an email from a customer and you're talking. Um, the, the, the record is staring you right there in your face in the Outlook, uh, Infusionsoft Outlook connector. All you have to do is go down, scroll down, click on a tag that will essentially trigger a campaign in Infusionsoft that will go into SendOut card, that, uh, that, that will go into Fixture Funnel, into SendOut card, and send them, hey, happy Valentine's Day. And because they spent X dollars on you, their card would have a companion box of chocolate. And the same Happy Valentine's Day card to a prospect whom you have been nurturing won't have the box of chocolate because you can't afford to spend money on the guy yet. This segment-driven microcasting is facilitated by Outlook, Infusionsoft, uh, Fixture Funnel, Sendout card. I mean, look, four giants, multi-billion dollar corporations, I'm just taking credit of putting them in one line. And that's what Fixture Funnel does. Now, this is just one of the dozen different things Fixture Funnel can do. I mean, I, I don't know how long this podcast is going to last, but you can't talk about all the weapons uh, in, 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 in one session. Another thing is like, okay, so I'm speaking on stage, and I have PowerPoint slides, and people are taking frantic notes. I would say, okay. Do you guys want uh, my PowerPoints? Do you want the slides? Just send a text message to the phone number on the screen, 
and uh, say this, say this keyword. It that that text that that the text messaging is done by send out card. Uh, no, not send out card. Fix your funnel. Uh, you you it will capture their phone number. It'll shoot a text saying, "Oi, nice meeting you. What's your email? Awesome. What's your name?" So in three texts back and forth, I have their name, their email, and their mobile phone number in my Infusionsoft. Sure, I'm going to deliver them the PowerPoints, but I now have captured anywhere from third to half the audience who just want that PowerPoint that second. The key is to use Fixture Funnel the right way. You need to have the choreography predefined. You need to know what you're doing. And then you need to have a reasonably smart person, uh, a tech-savvy person, administering uh, 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 this kind of things. I mean, I, I, have, uh, uh, I, I, I have a team of Infusionsoft lovers, uh, but I have only two people who are like experts at using Fixture Funnel to the T. And, and yeah, if you're an advanced user, you'll be able to do more stuff. So... Having a lot of well, Smith on the team. You know, I always, you know, I always tell people too is um, when you build out these automation things, it's it's as much of an asset as a building or a machine in a factory. Because once that's built, if it was built by a, a good specs, right? That's hmm. a that's a money making asset. That asset will Absolutely. make you money, night and day. And Absolutely. any investment you make into um, automation that is wise. So that's why that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, Parthi, is because you have the ability to make the machine based on what the data is telling people, which means it's going to actually be an asset. You can I have seen, I see this all too frequently, where people make the machine, but they never did any R&D. They didn't do it based on data. They just did it because they saw somebody else next to them saying, Hey, this is a cool funnel I have. They build out this big elaborate funnel, and then they go test it on the market, which is the exact opposite of what you what you want to do. You want to be testing after you've built the machine. You want to you want to do R and D as you're building the machine, or you want to use data to tell you how the machine should be built. But you certainly yep. you certainly, and that's what R and D is, right? You go do an experiment, Absolutely. you get data back, and then the data tells you, yes, you're on the right track. Keep this component, but. That's what you've done over and over again with business after oh, business, which has allowed you to be able to take and identify those principles that work again and again and how they work for a specific type of company. Because I'm sure that there's some variances, but you look and see what are the principles that apply every time to a business that, in particular in your case, is trying to get an appointment in order to take the next step towards creating a business relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole – that's a science right there that you've been able to look at so much data and use then the, the principles you've talked about during this, this podcast to be able to lay out what that should look like so it doesn't just get a transaction but creates a client relationship that can last a lifetime. So that is super cool. I appreciate you sharing all that. I have one question that I want to close with here, and this is a question I think is probably – as important, if not more important, than any of the other questions that you've answered so far on this podcast, because the answer to this question is, is I think, what really drives a person. 
And no matter what else happens and what changes and, you know, the newest technology or what have you, this question right here is the key, and that is what success principle do you attribute your growth and success to? Hmm. You know, you'll be surprised that the answer that I give you to this has nothing to do with science. Um, yes, I am privileged to have a fairly powerful brain. I can do my mathematics uh, in, uh, uh, to fourth decimal of a penny without uh, needing a calculator. Um, I can spot an opportunity uh, um, like nobody else can. I have a capacity to paint your picture with me in it or paint somebody's picture with my client in it. I have a capacity to, I know exactly when and how to ask for an order based on the information I have uh, uh, gathered and analyzed. So I don't have to chase money. Money comes naturally to me. I've been able to uh, um, find and make money uh, sort of effortlessly. But that's not, that is not the key success factor. What I have bigger than my head is my heart. I have always followed my heart. I have always taken care of people in my ecosystem. Employees, contractors, JV partners, friends, customers, ex-customers, prospects, even competitors, all of them know that my heart is in the right place and I would do the right thing if chips are down. I have been able to establish a trust factor so people feel safe when they are in my hands and when I am in charge. Because when something bad happens in the ecosystem that I have uh, powers over, I make sure that things end well. And if they're not ending well, it's not an end. I give forward. I'm always giving. I'm always helping people. I always tell all the strangers, when I'm not making money, I'm making friends. I need them both. I have an internship program where I take two to four students a semester, keep them for one or two or three semesters, teach them everything I know, and then help them find work. So far, 30 students have gone through my internship program. I have the whole internal economic bl economy blueprint down cold. I know how to make money, but that's not the end all. I'm not a very wealthy man, uh, Ryan. I don't want to die a very wealthy man either. I just want to be remembered by a guy who came to America, 
wanted to change the world, figured out how to do it, and didn't steal anybody's money. I want to be remembered for what I have given to the world, not by what I have taken from the world. I think that has been the key spiritual core that propelled the growth of e-launches. That's awesome. I think that's completely awesome. You know, sometimes, and I don't know if it's just the luxury of, of being, you know, my own master of my own ship, right? But sometimes you can stop and you can think and say, okay, what am I trading my breath for? You know, what am I trading my life for? And I think if you don't do that evaluation and, and have your motive be something greater than, you know, a piece of paper with a dead president on it, then you're going to find there's going to be a point of time when regret is going to be setting in, you know. And at Absolutely, that point, it's too man. late. That'll be Absolutely. too late. Yep. And uh, the things that, that matter most, if we keep our focus there, my, my this has been my experience. When we keep our focus on what matters most, then the results we have are more than we expected in a good way. Um you know, if if your focus is really on how do I serve and help people, how do I make people, you know, make their lives better, if that's what wakes you up in the morning and and you know wears you out till you fall asleep at night, that is then going to leave a legacy that something you can be proud of, something that you can feel good about when you go home and you go to your family or your loved ones or whoever you have and. If that's what you're working towards, then I don't think there's a bad day. Um, there might and, be and, challenging and look, moments. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, we have challenging moments. We have challenging moments. I love my job, man. I I love coming to work. This is my this is my slice of heaven. This is where I belong, and I love doing what I do. I mean, we, uh, last week we went to Elite Forum in Infusionsoft, uh, and and uh -huh. and there we went through the exercise. Of uh, by the way, have you have you gone through Elite Forum? Uh, no, you know, it's, on our, it? it's on our list of things to do. We just Man, didn't have it, the time this this uh, session. It was transformational experience. I mean, they they basically have how to grow a business the way Infusionsoft grew itself, and they got uh -huh. the system down cold, and they generously share every bit of detail with you. It it awesome. it's uh, so, so it it's uh, uh, so I'm I'm actually looking at uh, a piece of paper that uh, we built for my company um, about uh, about who we are, where we came from, where we are, and where we are headed, and it's down to our purpose, our mission, and our values. Can I share those on this podcast? Absolutely, I think that would be very appropriate to close. So the purpose is to help small businesses spot relevant opportunities and strike to win. That's my purpose. I want to help small businesses spot an opportunity and strike so they can win. My current mission, this is for the next three to five years, my current mission is to become the most preferred trusted marketing implementation team for our chosen tribes. And the core values are 
We speak the truth no matter what the consequences. We show up like no one else. When we are not making money, we are making friends. We, we give first and keep giving forward. We care about one another and share everything. And we are open to all possibilities and all collaborations. This drives me. This is who Elon Chis is. This is me and my family. My family means me, my my wife, my son, my parents, all e-launchers employees, all e-launchers, contractors, vendors, supply chains, prospects, customers, ex-customers, JV partners, and even competitors. This is what this ecosystem is made of. This is the raw energy that drives us. Can I give you? Can I give you a gift? Uh, that would uh, be very nice. I appreciate that. Okay. Gift for all your friends who are listening to this podcast. And this is a, purely a gift, no strings attached. Just call my office and we'll, we'll, or, or I actually have this thing that you can send a text to. Remember I told you about a long-term nurture that I have built that basically has my send-out card calendar for 2015. I have the gifts of... Uh, broken up into food and uh, books that I can give to different people. I have yeah. a card of the month that is like, so basically starting with Happy New Year, Happy Valentine's, uh, uh, Patriot's Day. There is a card for every month. And that's what we call our long-term nurture, L-T-N, long-term nurture. So if you send, if you send a text, Two three zero one five six three nine five five two and text the phrase L T N L like Larry, T like Tom, N like Nancy, L T N to three zero one five six three nine five five two. We'll get your uh, phone number. It'll ask you for your name and your email. Someone from my office will contact you, uh, get you set up uh, on send out card, and uh, get you set up with Fixture Funnel if you don't already have it. Uh, I'm assuming everyone who's listening to this are Fixture Funnel clients. And then uh, I will actually tell my staff to uh, copy my long-term nurture campaign from my account into your, in, in, into your account. So you can hit the ground running and actually start making money off of it. And uh, this uh, holiday season is coming. Uh, I already have the campaign built and figured out. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just take mine and use it. And, and this gift is in alignment with my core value. Yeah, it's in an alignment with when we are not making money, we are making friends and need them both. I'm giving first, and I'll keep giving forward. And I care about, uh, we care about one another, and we share everything. If you're listening to me on this podcast, and if you have an interest in ever talking to me or shaking my hands at an event where I'm exhibiting or attending or masterminding, you are part of this ecosystem. And I would love for you to take my gift and make money off of it. And... Uh, I will either get a friend out of it, 
uh, or I will get a client out of it. Either way, I win. Yeah. Well, just to, to reiterate, you know, that gift is extremely valuable, and I really appreciate you offering that to everybody listening. The if you guys have ever tried to create something like this, so this isn't just some emails. There's quite a bit of work that goes into the creative of, of setting up a uh, direct mail campaign like you're, you're going to be getting access to through uh, send out cards. And what Partive can do through send out cards, you can push that directly into your account. So you'll have the exact same cards, the wording, everything. And um, then you just would hook them up inside of Fix Your Funnel. My support team can help direct you if you need help with that. Um, even if you didn't use Fix Your Funnel, you want to go do it manually for people. These cards are worth getting because it's going to show you um, the actual application of all the science and, and all the principles that Partiva has been sharing with you during this call or this podcast. So that's super cool. I really appreciate you paying it forward that way. Um, again, if you guys want to reach him, you can call 301 five six three nine five five two. You're gonna text the, the keyword LTN to that number, but that number if you call it will go to his office as well so you can go ahead and talk to his team and, and see how you guys can do more with Partiva. I'm actually now thinking about how I can get a call with you to to talk about some big data and also a particular client that I'm thinking of that, that gets business by appointment that could use your insight. So I appreciate you coming on this call. It looks like you at least got a client if nothing else, <laughs> but I think you're going to get a bunch of friends as well. So that's Absolutely. Good Thank you very much. Um, I'm, appreciate I'm you being on here. Any closing remarks? We'll give you a last mm-hmm. word. Um, be well and find someone who needs help and take care of them. That will make your day. Uh, the game doesn't start when you take something from somebody. The game starts when you give. Uh, because until you give, you're just living off of someone's giving. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you you carving the time out of your busy day to be with us for this podcast. Thank you. For- hey, everybody, this is Ryan Chapman with Fix Your Funnel. Thanks so much for uh, joining us. I'm sure that uh, you have a page full of notes, but more importantly, I hope, hope you have some action that you're going to take to make the lives of other people better as, as you create more value in the marketplace. Yeah.